Welcome to Laughing Your Mask Off, the podcast where we talk to comedians about navigating the world of comedy since the pandemic. I'm Katherine Cowan. And I'm Carly Palestina. And today we are talking to the confidently humble Stephen Rogers. Yay! Hey, welcome, hey. Stephen. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, we're so excited to have you here. Um, so to start off, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you're from, how did you get started in comedy, stuff like that? Yeah, of course. I'm from I'm from Syracuse, New York, um, and uh, that's like central New York. And uh, I always wanted to do stand up, um, and uh, I was like I was just like nervous and like didn't know how to get into it. And I was like just had zero clue. But I would always tell like my family and friends that I was gonna end up doing it. And then a comedy club opened in Syracuse in the mall and uh it's like okay it's like 10 minutes from my home I might as well figure (laughs) out how to get into that club and then it kind of just started from there I I remember I they had like an ad on um online about uh people like you could ask for guest spots local comedians could ask for guest spots and I had only done maybe like three mics and they were like maybe months apart like where you're just dipping your toe in the water. So then uh, I would say I literally, I, I, I say my start was in January, 2013. And it was opening night of the funny bone. I did a guest spot and I was scared out of my mind. I don't remember any of the jokes I told. Um, and then I got off stage and an audience member grabbed my arm and said, Hey, great job. And then a local headliner was there and he stopped me and said hey you're you're good we let me uh show you around and show you how to do this kind of thing it just kind of snowballed from there oh that's so exciting it's kind of fun that you started uh in your hometown and didn't need to yeah travel for it yeah that worked out i think that works for the comedy boom helps people uh with horrible anxiety like myself (laughs) Yeah, no, that really, it, it's so great because I feel like so many people are like, oh yeah, I made the jump to move and then I um, then I started trying it because I knew it, but that's, it's so great. Yeah, I, I uh, all, all the props in the world to those people because I would have, I would never be a comedian if I had to start by moving. Uh, to- <laughs> that's a bit, that's a move, mood, right? Yeah, <laughs> honestly, such a mood, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then did you um so you did you keep going in Syracuse or when did it turn from like co- like comedy in Syracuse to like pursuing professionally in New York um I uh I was doing it for like four and a half years in in Syracuse where um I would do there was like the problem with the problem with Syracuse and I love it so much is, is just no open mic lasted very long mm-hmm there was like one that that uh, kind of held its own for the years that I lived there doing comedy, but mics would pop up and and uh, and then just fade away. So you just kind of hopped up from mic to mic, but they were only one. They were only on a day. It wasn't like in New York where you could do three or four mics a night. You had one m- mic that day, and sometimes one mic a week. So you bombed, you sat in that feeling for (laughs) a week. 
So it was like, it was probably good to, to start like that, but um, it was hard. And then I would, my parents are very supportive. So I would, uh, they would come with me or they would let me borrow the car and I'd go to Rochester, uh, which was like an hour and a half. And then uh, Buffalo, which is two hours. And they had good scenes. And in Albany, which was two hours in the other, like the good thing about central New York is you were kind of close to all these other spots that had scenes. So I, I would do a lot of driving and I would try to get up every day, uh, but that was hard. And then what I did was I fought my way to get into hosting at the Funny Bone where I started. Because mm-hmm. if you hosted the, the weekend shows, that's seven shows. So it's like I got seven spots that week. Yeah, they were within like three or four days, but uh, you got enough reps. Um, And then uh, I did a festival in Jamestown, New York, uh, uh, Lucy Fest, which is kind of an invite only comedy festival. So like big comics were brought there and they they saw me in Buffalo and liked me. And uh, I should, like, in hindsight, I can't believe I got into that thing because it, <laughs> Sam Morrill was on that lineup with me and, like, uh, Kelly McFarlane, who's, like, killer. is like, all these powerhouse people. Everyone had a credit except for me. <laughs> and uh, Brian Regan was the main headliner. And he likes to go to comedy clubs after his shows. So after he did the uh, arena there he came over to that show and was sitting in the audience watching and I was on stage and he liked me and then asked me to start opening for him. And that's when I, I was probably opening for him a year or a year and a half. And then I was like, all right, let's do New York. And then I made the jump. That's crazy. So so when did you move to New York? Uh, September, 2017. Okay. Cool. And uh, how's your how's your comedy been going since moving to New York? (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm probably the worst person to ask, but uh, I uh, because my self-esteem is uh, atrocious, but uh, (laughs) I I would say it's been good. Um, I've, I've been the thing about moving to New York from another scene like and I was given this advice kind of like when I was uh, debating about the move. Somebody was like, hey, just try to be like the person in your scene. Try to be the person that's doing the most, like um, that just is getting all the work. Not like, I, not that it's a, uh, I hate to use this term, but like be the king of your scene, be the funny. <laughs> I, I don't like to put it that way because it is a community. You don't want to be it's like. Fish in the small pond. Right. Whatever I, pond. Yeah. I, I hate <laughs> I hate saying that stuff because everybody I was with there is very funny, mm-hmm. but I was just getting more work. And uh, that's when you're ready for the jump. It's like, I've, I've kind of done everything I can do here. Yeah. Let's go uh, to the next thing. Um, and uh, there was a reason I brought it. Oh yeah. So when you move to New York, you kind of have to start over and that is uh, a great way to make sure that you uh, minimize your ego. <laughs> uh, you come there and no one cares what you've done. 
and and that's good that's good for you it make it one it makes a lot of people angry and i'm i wasn't uh any different it bothered me i'm like ah, i i used to do all this stuff and now i can't get anything but it makes you uh realize uh oh yeah there's a lot of really good comedians somebody said this to me when i moved to new york i love it it's like when you be, you become like superman of your scene or or whatever you know you become the person and then you come to new york everybody was superman of their scene so it's like you're oh you can fly and shoot lasers so can we like we all, <laughs> we all can do that that's not unique anymore so it makes you go okay i still have a lot of work to do and and some people can't handle that that reboot thing and then they go back to their scene and that's fine but i was like okay i want to be a, a guy here so uh it just made me work harder and uh because of that, I'm now I'm like past the clubs in New York and I, I get up a lot, which I'm very, I'm so grateful for. And then I got to do uh, some stuff that I wouldn't have been able to get from Syracuse. So um, I think that answered your question. I don't know. Yeah, don't... <laughs> totally did. Um, so you definitely moved to New York and it seems like, as you're saying now, like you were past at clubs, like it was a whole ride, but like here we find ourselves how did that all translate during this pandemic? Like, what did you find yourself? What, what, what was up? <laughs> yeah. uh, I, well, the first thing I was like, Hey, let's gain some weight. And I did, I, <laughs> and I gained a lot. Uh, no, I, um, I, 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 I tried to mention that I'm, I got lucky during the pandemic. I had a TV credit um, and I was opening for Brian. So I had some, some uh, whatever you want to call it, blips on my career. So it's like, he's done this and this. Because uh, I felt, and that made me a little comfortable going into the pandemic with that stuff, being like, well, at least I had some achievements before. Because when we come out of this, it is going to be, a struggle, mm -hmm. but you also have no idea what's going to happen. So my first thoughts were, well, at least I did late night before we all die. Like, uh, <laughs> and you know, it, it, it was a struggle for everybody, but uh, I got lucky. I did not get sick. My girlfriend did not get sick. Um, my girlfriend is also a comedian. She's super funny. Caitlin Palufo. Uh, she was on Colbert and uh, we, I lived in a small apartment in Queens. She lived in uh, Crown Heights. And uh, which if you're not from New York, people listening is basically a long distance relationship. <laughs> and, uh, the pandemic hit while her and I were both on the road somewhere, separate places. And we we're like, okay, here's the deal. Uh, well, we're gonna come back to New York and we're gonna stock up on crap and all that. And my roommate got the virus. So I had to like, literally like, had, I probably in hindsight, probably was ridiculous. Hazmat up, grabbed <laughs> up, moved in with Kate uh, to her apartment. Her roommates were not taking it seriously. So we had to flee that apartment, stayed with people, stayed in an apartment where people were stuck out of town. 
So we watched their home. Then we moved in together. Uh, all that is to say, my girlfriend got me through the most of it. Um, and it was another comedian that was like, what is going to happen? Where's our careers going to be? So we had to figure out that kind of stuff together. Um, and then we immediately jumped into Zoom comedy, which uh, people trash on it. I liked it. It made, <laughs> it, it made me write and writing saved my life. Caitlin and writing saved my, my life during that pandemic. Because you, you know, you have, I, I don't know how long I was in, I think I was in comedy seven years. I, I'm, I, I was adjusted to the constant dose of, of stage adrenaline. Mm -hmm. Like we were getting irritable and, uh, and depressed obviously. So uh, that helped a lot. And then I was like, what am I gonna do when this is over? And so I started working on, I was supposed to do an album right before the pandemic or October. And I was supposed to do Caroline's, like I was gonna headline that, that club one night, they do a, like a local person, they give them a shot. I was supposed to do that in March. So it was like, oh, I was gonna start doing these longer sets and work on this album. So I was just kind of working on that during the pandemic uh, while going crazy. Yeah, uh, so. I Mood. So agree. It really is. Like, I so agree about the Zoom, like keeping. It just gave like it was just a reason to like write to talk to people even from a distance. Like even now, or, yeah. Oh, I guess like a little before when it would be like, oh, I've gone a few days without doing like a mic of any capacity. Right. It's like you go back to it and you're like, wow, you know what? I weirdly feel better after talking to these strangers online. Yeah. It's just such like a nice thing. Like, do you think that these Zoom mics are going to, and the Zoom shows are going to last um, into the future? Do you think they're a dying breed? Like, what do you think? Um, it It is gonna be hard. I think Zoom mics will stay because comedians are, are gonna try to, you know, they're constant, we're constantly working on stuff. So I think that's always, it always going to happen and if i i find them useful but um the zoom shows i think will be hard because and and we proved it live comedy is the best form it, yeah. it, and there's no better even a comedy special going seeing a show of somebody like you could watch your favorite comedian special, and then you could go see somebody you've never seen before live, you'll probably like that live show a little bit better. Mm -hmm. It's just better, and uh, it's in the moment. And we proved that by the fact that immediately we're like, well, how can we still do it? All right, I'll go on a rooftop, whatever the hell I gotta do. And people come, people came to all of this stuff. So I think Zoom's gonna have a hard time competing with live, but um, there's some, zoom shows that i was like i would walk out of, and it, it was kind of and i romanticize comedy so it, i try to separate it from the fact that it was a terrifying and horrible time but i did like performing and getting a little bit of uh like i had a killer show in my office like that's crazy like my home like home office is uh a stretch uh, but, <laughs> uh you know what i mean um the room I don't sleep in is what it's called. Uh, <laughs> but 
but yeah, I liked I liked that a lot. So I think they're great, but it, it's going to be hard to compete with, you know, just going to see people kill it live, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's also like, I, I still am seeing people posting things for like Zoom shows on like Facebook and Instagram. And I'm like, you guys know we can, we can go to real places now. <laughs> um, so I, I saw you on a show during the pandemic-ish, like December. Um, so you were kind of out and about in the past year. What are some of the like, is, was there anywhere like super crazy you performed or like what was kind of the most memorable live performance during the pandemic? I mean, a lot of them were, because you're like, part of it is, and, and I, I constantly worry, I sound like an old man, but uh, like, this is stuff I'm going to be able to tell people that we're never there for that. Like, because it, it, hopefully this never happens again, and we're, they're only comedy people see in the future is the way it used to be. But I'll be like, oh, yeah, I I did it on rooftops and parks. And, uh, you know, I, it was crazy. But uh, Brian Regan recorded his uh, Netflix special uh, in October uh, outdoors in um, Ivan's, Utah at, at uh, Tuacon and uh, had me open for him. And that was my first full audience of maybe it's in the thousands. I don't remember how many, but they were all next to each other. No distancing. Cause everyone was masked and it was outdoors. Yeah. Um, and that one, I was like, I'm being opening for somebody's Netflix special is going to be a memorable thing anytime. But when you're like doing it in a pandemic, and it's the first time you've had a, a, the closest thing to a normal comedy experience. I was like, this is in blowing my mind. It was, <laughs> uh, it was, uh, it was emotional and, uh, crazy for me. And it's not my thing. It's, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> but I remember that being like, I think we'll be okay. Kind of thing. We'll get, we'll get back. Speaking of getting back, um, what are you up to now? Like now that the world's reopening a little bit, once uh, again, uh, ask what's up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna record that album uh, in November, and uh, I'm excited about that. Um, in Jamestown, the same room that Brian saw me in, so I'm trying to make it like, oh. yeah, full circle kind of thing um but uh and now i'm i brian's you know changed my life and he's very generous i've been touring with him uh for a while since we've been back and a little bit when he was running this special we were doing like distance shows and stuff uh so i'm out with him and uh running around doing my own shows which is kind of fun and then sometimes i co-headline with caitlin so i've just been busy i've been working it's crazy uh and it the pandemic makes you grateful for it and appreciate that you're, you're doing it again so i've just been uh i'm back to the same anxiety i had before that I'm, <laughs> yeah, I, instead of uh am i gonna die i'm back to am i even good so it's uh <laughs> probably, probably a good sign 
just a little bit more about being on tour because a lot of our listeners are like newer comedians. Can you talk a little bit about like tour culture? Like, are you doing the same sets every, every night? Like what's like, just say things. What's about touring it. like? Yeah. Touring <laughs> like? You know, that's a great way to ask a question that I add 1000 words. <laughs> I, um, I get uncomfortable with the word tour and I'm, I'm using it more to, to break that anxiety uh because it's his it's his it's not my tour you know what i mean like i think that we can get so excited to be uh comedians that we may say things too early like you know how when somebody makes a post i think making a post of hey all the shows i'm doing here's all my shows i'm doing is smart and everyone should do it um it's it's good to show that you're working but I'll, I have a hard time going, hey, I'm on tour because it, it's like, I'm not. I'm opening. <laughs> I'm on somebody else's tour is what I usually say. But for tour culture, which I thought was a great line, uh, Torres, who I got to shout out. I'm sure you guys know who he is. He's really, really good comic. He uh, tours a lot with uh, Burt Kreischer. And I was talking to him about this when when you're in a club and stuff and you're doing multiple shows at one location you you want to you want to kill obviously that's that's the goal um if you're able to do it and you have more than one show mix it up um if if you have i mean it it, it helps to have double the amount of time that you're doing so like i'm doing 20 I, I'm about to do record an album, so I do have 40. So I'll mix it up with each show. It's like, so if, if, if the club manager's in the room, they're like, oh, that's a different set than I saw in the first show. And it's equally good. That's, a, that's another thing. So <laughs> like making, obviously just do great. You know, you, I like to sneak in new stuff because it makes me happy. I love trying a new joke it's my favorite thing in the world especially when it goes well um <laughs> uh but uh don't hurt yourself with the amount of new stuff that you sneak in you know the they uh manager like a club manager or promoter or booker wants to not have to worry about the comedian you know they want an easy pick so yeah. It, uh, I'm coming from a different place than new comics. So it's like, you're maybe not, you're not featuring, but maybe you're hosting. So that's five to 10 minutes. If you don't have enough to mix it up every show, you can throw in different jokes, you know, just have, if you're able to do it. If not, just make sure you're doing well, you know? It's, I know that's so easy to say, but um, the mics are mics and the shows are shows. So new jokes at mics, kill, killers at, at shows. Because that's going to guarantee, oh, all right, they were a good host. They, they didn't uh, make the show about, that's another thing. If you're hosting, don't make the show about you. It's for whoever the headliner is. Same with the opening. Uh, but just do well. I don't know if I'm answering this question. No, <laughs> totally not. This is great. Uh, and then also... Uh, Get a frequent flyer mile number uh, because I'm starting to get upgraded now when I fly and it 
makes it worth it. <laughs> Upgraded on a flight. You're like, oh my God, I'm doing comedy. I just got from <laughs> the back of the plane to Comfort Plus. This is so sweet. Um, so yeah. And uh, yeah, just, um, and be nice to every staff member. I don't know, like some comics never did service uh, industry. So you're not thinking about it, but like they're, you're on the same team. You know, you're dealing with the same people. So be nice to them. Thank everybody. Everybody's helping you put the show together. Everyone's part of the show. Uh, you're not better than anyone in that club or in that show. Just because you're on the stage with a microphone doesn't mean you're more important than the, the people that are in the, the weeds serving drinks to these people. Be nice to everybody. Uh, you're not... Uh, you're not as important as you as you think. <laughs> it's like moving to New York. Uh, you find out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I have to constantly remind myself that I'm not a, a guru. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I think that's great advice. But also, um, so you you've been on tour um, with Brian Regan. You mentioned you also said to us earlier, which our podcast listeners didn't hear you're going on a separate little mini tour as yeah. well how did you set that up um well i have a beautiful and wonderful hilarious uh co-headliner uh caitlin palufo and i think she's really what gets us into those shows you know it's like <laughs> she's it's more like well we really want caitlin but she's got to bring this guy too that's the only way we can get her. <laughs> no uh no, I'm, I'm excited. I kind of set it all up. Um, it's, uh, it helps that I'm recording an album. I love the comedy community. Like, there's a lot of really good people. And we love, we love stand-up. So it's like, I, I, I uh, call, I wouldn't say call them favors, but maybe. I, I posted online, hey, guys, I'm, I'm going to do that album. And I would love any opportunity to run long sets on anything that you guys have. It would really, I really appreciate it. And I had some nice people uh, in the in the south uh, go, "Hey, we can get you on. I can put a, a, a show together where you can do a long set." And then I was going to do something with Caitlin in Chattanooga where we were going to co-headline. And I was like, "Hey, let's just do a long run of, and." Also, it helps that I'm dating the person I'm, I'm on the shows with and we want to go see sites together and, and do fun things together. Huh. So we're going to be in Nashville doing some shows there. And it helps, like a credit goes a long way. I, I, I got to say, like, I'm not, I'm not better than any, anybody else. It's like, it does, I'm an easy sell when I can be like, hey, Here's my here's my, my the link to my clip and then they click it and it's Stephen Colbert introducing me, so it it helps to bring something to the show like that credit on a poster does help, maybe not in the south because uh, <laughs> uh, he's not like there but um, uh, that certainly helps um, and you know proof of proof that once again that it's not a risk. People don't want to take a huge gamble on a show. So if you have like 
clips of you doing well, if they now with social media, you can just find, is this person funny? Oh, there's multiple, there's multiple uh, links of evidence. <laughs> huh. And so, and, and then you, you bill it with, hey, I'm with Caitlin Palufo. Oh, we're gonna see two very funny people uh, on that show for sure. And then uh, it's just all about linking that up. All right, we got a, this, there's a showcase show on a Monday. We can jump on those and hang out with some Nashville comics that we've never met. That's another great thing about going out of your scene is you can see the funny people, the supermen that are in other scenes. So it's, uh, it's fun. And yeah, it's just linking that up and, and getting ready to drive a long time. Awesome. Um, yeah, that sounds, so there's a lot of setup that definitely goes into that. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. You've also mentioned a few times that you're um, recording an album. Is there like setup that goes into that as well? Uh, yeah, it's a lot of begging. Uh, <laughs> um, there's a certain, for me, the reason I wanted, I want to do it is, um, uh there's some jokes that just have to go it's like shedding the snake skin kind of thing it's like there's these jokes are getting some wear and tear on them if i don't <laughs> it, i'm gonna get bored telling them and the audience is gonna get bored of them <laughs> and i want to do them justice you know it's like um when the space shuttle goes up and and it starts dropping pieces uh that got it yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like, all right, it's time to drop these things that got me up here. Um, and I, and I want to honor the jokes that were, they got me as far as I am lucky to be. Uh, so that was part of the reason. And then also another body of work. Like if you look me up, the only material you can really find is the Colbert. The rest are clips of things that happened in the moment, uh, which is on purpose, but, uh, so I want to show people other material so they don't just be like, oh, you're the anxiety guy because my bear <laughs> is about yeah. um, So that was why I'm doing it. And then I, I'm fortunate that, uh, you know, I work clean. So people, uh, some people want uh, to make an album with someone like that. Um, and I had some people reach out, a few people that wanted to work with me and and I, had someone that saw me live that wanted to work with me. And uh, I was like, well, you you saw me live and, and still want to work. <laughs> you're not going off a of Colbert, you're going off what I do in person and stuff. So that uh, made it an easy decision. And then uh, just know, like, uh, I'll, I'll never, you'll never feel ready. At least that's what I'm hearing from anyone that I, talk to about making an album, but it's like, can you do the time and have it be good all the way through? So uh, maybe ask somebody with confidence, but- uh, <laughs> uh, Certainly great. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to it. Totally. Um, yeah, so we're kind of approaching the end of our, of our time here on the podcast, but as we wrap up, is there any advice you'd like to give to aspiring comedians or alternatively, what is the best advice you have ever gotten? Best advice I've ever gotten. You told you warned me ahead of time and I still, <laughs> I like to ask people for advice a lot. And one of my friends said, I only have two goals and that's have fun and get better. 
And I always like to think about that one. Kenny Garcia, shout out to him. Because um, nothing in that sentence is about getting stuff. I think, um, I guess I'll give it advice, but I don't feel like <laughs> I have a place to do that. But um, I'll say, uh, Regan has told me, cream always rises to the top. It's, you know, it's silly, but I think he's right. It's just like, if you're focusing on getting a thing, your only, only thing you're going to find is uh, sadness. Because happiness is not on the other, this is going to get real mental healthy. Uh, <laughs> the only other thing on the other side of that goal is, okay, well, now what? Because you put, you attach happiness to that goal. But if you attach happiness or whatever, you know, satisf satisfaction to making new jokes, telling jokes and getting laughs, you're going to grow uh, as a person and as a comic because you're just like, oh, I just want to be a good comedian. If you're, if you're chasing being a good comedian, you're going to be fine. But if you're chasing getting things, like then every time somebody else that gets that thing you're gonna hate that person even if they're like your best friend <laughs> and that's so horrible that doesn't make you a bad person it's just like that's that's not how you it's not healthy hmm. so i i try and it, i struggle with it because i want to do other things and it's not and also we live in a time when, in comedy where getting a, a thing doesn't blow you up anymore you know, you have to just keep working. So if you like the keep working part, if that makes you happy, you're going to be great. You're going to be fine because you're doing your favorite thing in the world. So I would say just pursue having fun and getting better. Yeah. Wow. That went full circle. That was not, that was not <laughs> plan. But yeah. That was great. That's yeah. great advice overall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are, we are sadly coming to the very end of all of this. So last but not least, is there anything that you would like to promote? Um, I already know the name of the, the album. So uh, if you're listening to this after it comes out, uh, please go find it uh, or wait patiently uh, if you're listening now. But um, it's going to be called uh, Before He Was Super um so please uh please for the love of god uh share it uh <laughs> and um i have a podcast called panic attacking which is really fun uh i do it with andrew chavon who's a hilarious comic and it's just about anxiety and stuff like that and then uh please follow me i'm competing with a comic book character on uh <laughs> uh so uh it's a uh, at not Steve Rogers on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, if you're a comedian, uh, hit me up. I love comics. So, yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it was, it was great talking to, to both of you. And uh, I hope I see you uh, in New York. Run, we can run around together and do spots. Heck yes, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Laughing Your Mask Off. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a good review. To keep up with our hosts, follow Catherine at Catherine.Cowan and Carly at Carly Palestina on Instagram. See you next week. <laughs>